Cooking Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 165 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry. I'm back in another episode, man. If you missed last week's episode, it was the total opposite of tonight's episode. Um, tonight, we're going to be talking NFL Draft, as you can see in the title and the description. But last week's episode, man, I had a very lengthy segment about Russell Westbrook and how I feel like, you know, he's been taken for granted. And I think he's a legend, man. I think he's a living legend. So if you missed last week's episode, man, I really, really just want you guys to check out that segment because it was real, real in-depth. Even posted a little snippet of the segment on my Instagram, both of my accounts. Um, but yeah, again, if you missed last week's episode, go check it out, man. But tonight is a huge night, and tomorrow night is going to be even bigger than tonight, man. But we got the 2021 NFL Draft uh, just less than 24 hours away. And on this particular episode, man, I'm going to be back here with my guy who was here with me last episode. I'm sorry, last season before the draft. And I didn't even notice, but I looked, and he had a first mock draft last year, maybe like a couple months in advance. And then he had a final mock draft. So we're definitely going to get into all that good stuff, man, for you mock draft people out here. But I want to welcome my guy, the 15-year-old phenom. If you listened to last year, his voice sounds completely different. Uh, go check that out on episode number 127. Um, just, to, just to do a little comparison between how he sounds now and how he, how, how he used to sound. But my guy is growing up right before our eyes. But Bink, welcome back, man. What's good, man? Thanks for having me. You know, this is my favorite time of the year, drive time. And I'm in an especially ecstatic mood now because my Celtics finally won a game. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah, I know it's your favorite time of the year. That's exactly why I got to have you back. I'm trying to have a little structure here, man. Me and B. Jones, we used to do the NFL season preview, midseason and postseason. Uh, it looks like you're going to be my go-to draft guy, man, from here on out. So, mm -hmm. you know. Two years in a row, man. Let's get let's get right into it, man. Uh, you know, I got on my Annie Up Consulting T-shirt, man. Shout out to Annie Up. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Rome. Shout out to Drew. Omatic. Uh, um, Key. Shout out to the whole game, man. Shout out to Annie Up, man. But let's get into it, Bink. Um, first off, man, I know you're excited, man. But just just talk to me about how this draft class makes you feel. Just general stuff, man. Just just talk to me real quick before we hop into your. The quarterbacks are always exciting in the class. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this year's class. There's there's talk that five people in the top ten, which is <laughs> which is completely absurd in my opinion. Because that I mean, there's a lot of teams with quarterback needs, but five going in the top ten is a lot. The running backs this year, they're 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 pretty good. But I just think last year's class was a little bit better. Again, we have an excellent wide receiver class. I think this wide receiver class might even be better than last year's class. And last year's class was historic. Yeah, um, defense is kind of lacking a little bit. I mean, people really don't like the safety position. I think there's a the safety position in this year's draft, but I think there's actually a lot of sleepers in the safety position. Um, day two is going to be a big day for the corners in the draft as well. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm excited, bro. I don't even want to waste any more time because we're going to be here for a little while. Uh, we got sleepers. We got a full first round mock draft. Um, Binks is a little different, man. Bink has trades in his mock draft, but that's not really the traditional style of doing a mock draft. But when we get to the draft, there's trades, trades, trades. So this that makes it, you know, very much realistic. So what I'm going to do uh, for you guys watching on YouTube, I'm going to share my screen. So I really, really encourage you guys to check this out because I will be sharing my screen. And you can see we have a PowerPoint um, created by Bink. And... Here we go. So, you, man, you can see my screen? Yeah. All right, here we go. So, we have Final Mock Draft by Garnett, which is Bink's real name. And let's get into it, man. Let's go. All right, so these are picks one through eight. With the first pick, Trevor Lawrence. Shouldn't be a question about it. Best quarterback in the draft. Going to, well, the, which was the worst team in the league last year. Um, there's, even, there's even people saying that he's even already gotten the playbook. This pick is set in stone. If it's something different, Trevor Lawrence had to done something horrible for this pick to be different. Facts, real quick about Trevor Lawrence, man. We've been hearing pretty much ever since he graced 
Clemson's football field. I forgot. I forgot. What's the Q- QB he replaced? His last name was Bryant, right? Kelly Bryant? Yeah, know. Kelly Bryant. I think that's yeah, right. yeah. So ever since basically Trevor Lawrence stepped foot on the field, it was like set in stone that he was going to be the number one overall pick whenever he came out. Like this guy has been compared to the likes of John Elway, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. And yep. I believe all of that hype is going to come into fruition and be true. Um, I mean, there's a reason that Urban Meyer elected to take the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching position. And uh, he did it. And, you know, what a great slam dunk of a draft pick to have and be able to select this prospect and Trevor Lawrence. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that, like, I'm a million percent sure that's the pick. <laughs> but let's go. And if if we're 100% sure that's the pick, I'm pretty much 99.5% sure that Zach Wilson will be the pick at two for the Jets. He's not my cup of tea at quarterback. He's my four-frame quarterback this year. Um, it's just like he was a real one-year wonder compared to Justin Fields, who we'll get into a little later. But Zach Wilson will be the pick at two. Um, yeah, I feel like these two picks have been set for about like a month now. So uh, real quick, I want to talk about Zach Wilson, man. I hate to say this because I don't want to sound like a hater, but I'm not overly impressed. And I think he's a good prospect, you know, but I just don't like the fit with the Jets. This, 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 this particular situation can have him in a Sam Donald-esque situation. That's exactly how I feel. Like the Jets organization is not good. We know that, but they also don't necessarily have the proper pieces intact to be selecting a quarterback. I honestly think they should have kept Sam Donald, traded out of this pick, accumulated more picks because Zach Wilson's going to come in. Doesn't have a great offensive line. I like Makai Becton, but I can't say that about the rest of the offensive line. Uh, yeah, a really good offensive line at BYU. Yeah, running backs, wide receiver position. Uh, it's, it's not looking good, man. It's it's not looking good. What is it? Keelan Cole and Denzel Mims look like they're going to be his receiver. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Um, who n- neither of us were high on. I mean, this is a guy who was drafted in the top ten when he came out, and his fifth year option was declined. So that tells. Is you, Frank Gore still on their team? I don't even know. They're starting running back Mike and Ty Johnson. Might still be out there in free agency and just hasn't struck a deal. Yeah. Um, but. I just this if they're patient with him it will work but we live in a society where it's a what have you done for me lately that's how it is in the sports world so if they're patient you know with this new head culture regime Robert Sala and his staff if they're patient I think over time it will work out but if they're expecting you know instant success with Zach Wilson they're kidding themselves and they're already getting the wrong idea. Because, I, like I said, I, I'm not overly impressed with how he did at the college level. I mean, he struggled against when he played, you know, ranked opponents and stuff like that. But, you know, that stuff doesn't really matter as much when you get to the next level. You have to prove yourself all over again. And you can overcome that stuff. But the Jets, I just don't like the fit um, as of right now. You know, if they give him, you know, three years to develop, you know, in three years, I think he could be something. But this is just not good, man. You you come into a division with elite um, defensive defensive coaches. Belichick. Um, we got what's my Flores name? McDermott. Yeah, McDermott. Yeah, Flores and McDermott. So this is not ideal, man. Um, but like I said, if they're patient with them. I think it could definitely work and it definitely materialize. Got any further thoughts? Um, no. I mean, if I was the Jets, I would have just kept Donald for a year, even though he's not my guy, and just. Either traded the pick or or take Sewell. For sure. I agree. All right, let's go, man. Next pick. Um, At three, I have the 49ers taking Trey Lance over Mac Jones. It seems like those two have been jockeying for positioning for being this pick. Um, I just think they opt with the guy with a higher upside. I mean, I know Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones, but if the literal whole organization is telling you to take Trey Lance, like what people have been saying, I think they'll eventually end up going with Trey Lance, a guy with a higher upside, a guy who you can even argue is better right now. I mean, you can't knock Mac Jones for who he was throwing to, but he was throwing to a lot of wide open receivers and Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith. Um, 
yes, Trey Lance doesn't have to face the level of competition that he's faced, but like I said, those guys were wide open. And Trey Lance also has the rushing upside and is a better athlete than Mac Jones, so I think that's the pick here. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I think when I look at when I look at Mac Jones, just to talk about him real quick, I, I, I look at him like a Jimmy Garoppolo in the sense that we've already seen what a, a pocket passer can do in the Kyle Shanahan's offense. We've even seen him with Nick Mullins and C.J. Bethard. But I think Trey Lance or even a Justin Fields adds another dynamic to the offense that Kyle Shanahan likes to run. And mm-hmm. we haven't really... We haven't really seen Kyle Shanahan with a mobile QB since I want to say Robert Griffin the third. Yep. We haven't really seen it. So I, I think Trey Lance is a better thrower of the football than RG3 was as far as you know, accuracy-wise and stuff like that. Like with Kyle Shanahan and RG3, they literally had one like a one-read offense. And that's what Kyle Shanahan's offense is, you know, in a sense, but they literally tailored that their, their offense around RG3 and what he could do, you know, the zone read, read option and all that stuff. But I think Trey Lance can do a little bit more than that. So I would like to see it just because it adds another dimension and another dynamic to Kyle Shanahan's offense. And I would like to see it, man, just because we haven't really seen Kyle Shanahan with a mobile QB in quite some time. And also Lance won't have pressure to start right away with Garoppolo there. And how many times are you going to get a quarterback who might go number one in a different class of three? That's how I look at it. Guys. That's very, very true. Um, at four, I have the Atlanta Falcons going Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. Um, people look at him, and I look at him as a generational type tight end. He's a generational prospect. Um, with the Julio Jones trade rumors heating back up, I mean, it's the time every year Julio Jones trade rumors heat back up. It seems more and more like Kyle Pitts will be this pick. It started off as a quarterback, but it's kind of tailored more to Kyle Pitts. I mean, he, I forgot their coach's name, Arthur Smith, that's his name. He had Jonu Smith. Um, his offense relies a lot on tight ends. I mean, Hayden Hurst is a good option, but Kyle Pitts, he's he's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Yep. So, I think he's yeah, the pick um, for. You know how I feel about Kyle Pitts. I think he's, I don't, I'm not going to say overrated. I think he's a, a tad overhyped. Um, but I, I do I do think he's the best player in the draft. I think he's the best player in the draft. Um or at least top three talent wise in this draft. Um I would like to see this pick just because I think the Falcons can average forty points if they get Kyle Pitts. <laughs> um, and I wanna see that. So yeah, uh, Kyle Pitts, I, I I like it. I'm on board with this mock draft so far. Um at five. I know the Team Sewell hater, Team Sewell lovers will, I mean, come after me. Um, I have the Bengals going Jamar Chase. And it's more of Joe Burrow wants Jamar Chase. They're going to give him what he wants to show that he does run the franchise a little bit. I mean, he is their franchise quarterback. He is that, he is their guy. I know everybody sees the scar on his knee in the Bengals' new uniform photo. Like, yeah, they're taking Sewell. But no, I think they take Chase. Yeah, um, I, I agree with this pick in the sense that um, the Bengals just lost AJ Green um, via free agency. Um, they they need more weapons. I like Tyler Boyd. I like T Higgins. Um, but I think Jamar Chase is just a, a step above both of those guys. Um, and there's no knock on either one of those guys I just mentioned because T Higgins had a nice year last year, man. Mm-hmm. He had a nice rookie year. But I think uh, what the Bengals would do, like you said, man, is just to try to please their their franchise quarterback. And I think they'll go offensive line the, the majority of the remainder of the draft. And not to mention, the Bengals run three wide receivers. The only team that runs three wide receivers more than them is the Cardinals. So, they need a third wide receiver. I mean, Auden Tate, he's solid, but he's not Jamar Chase. Right, exactly. Um, at six, this might be a shocker. I have the Miami Dolphins going Rashawn Slater. Tackle, guard, hybrid from Northwestern. They need to protect Tua. Um... And people are going to say, do you trade an extra first to get a, a offensive lineman? I say yes. You see what happened to Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Um, Slater can play tackle or guard. They just traded Eric Flowers, which means they do have an opening on their offensive line. And I think they go Slater over Sewell because Slater is viewed as the most, more pro-ready prospect. Okay, yeah. I, w- I was just getting ready to ask why um, Slater and not Sewell, but you answered that question. Okay. Next. And we have a trade to announce. 
the Patriots are trading up to seven. Detroit Lions are trading back. They're in rebuild mode. They need to gather as many picks as they can. They only have six picks in the draft. And the Patriots take Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State, my second-ranked quarterback in the class. Um, Justin Fields, there's a lot to say about him. I mean, everybody said he might be a one-read QB. That's just the offense in Ohio State. Uh, we've seen him progress from progression to progression. Granted, sometimes he can get locked on to one, court, one receiver, but at points, all these college quarterbacks can't get locked on to one receiver. Um, Justin Fields has the rushing upside. I feel like he's the second best quarterback right now and can honestly be the best quarterback when it's all said and done. Um, this is scary. He doesn't have to play right away as well, which is a benefit to him. He can sit behind Cam Newton, can sit with Josh McDaniels, learn how to play the Patriot way. And I think this would honestly be a great move for the Patriots. Yeah, so I do like the Justin Fields play. I don't know if the Patriots have to trade all the way up to seven. But, I mean, I can see it. I can see it. But, Big, real quick, explain to us why you have this trade and explain, and also explain why you have to make a, another mock draft today. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm going I'm to do why I needed to make another mock draft today first because the Denver Broncos, uh, in my last mock draft, you can see it on my TikTok. Or my TikTok is that my name is Garnett. Um. And the Broncos taking Justin Fields. And we all know today, they just traded for Teddy Bridgewater, which in turn makes me think that Justin Fields will not be the pick at nine. And also that I think somebody will try to jump the Broncos to take Justin Fields. That's why I have the trade here. And yeah, I kind of had to scramble to make this mock draft a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. It was kind of rushed, but it's still, still some of my best work. For sure. Um, let's move on to the next pick. At eight, uh, Carolina taking Patrick Sertain, the second cornerback, Alabama. He's mocked to the Cowboys a lot. Um, but Matt Rule has been trying to build a very long and athletic defense for a minute now. And um, Dante Jackson is a free agent after the season. He gets hurt a lot. I don't know if they're bringing him back. But bringing in a number one corner like Sertain can really fortify this defense, too. They and drafted all defense. James Bradbury free agent last free Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not A.J. Bouye, but A.J. Bouye, he's a band-aid at this point. Yeah. Um, and last year, they drafted all defense, and their defense went from 31st to 18th. Um, let's see if the Cowboys can do that. <laughs> all right, let's move on. And here's the trade. Here's the package, if you really care that much. Um, Patriots are not a real big trade, a future first-round pick team. So I have them trading their third this year, their fourth this year, second next year, along with pick 15 to get pick seven. Gotcha. And Pierce picks 9 through 16. You see a little trade there at the beginning. So I have the Giants trading up and Denver trading back. Because it's said that the Cowboys like one of these offensive tackles. And I know that the Giants will try their best to hurt, hurt the Cowboys as much as they will. So I have them trading up for Panay Sewell. I mean, the Giants offseason has been mainly about let's let's give Daniel Jones as much help as he can. This is his make it or break a year. They got Galladay. They got John Ross. They... They did release their guard, which kind of didn't make sense to me. But they got those guys. They need a guy to replace their guard. They can move Nate Solder there, could put Panay Sula right tackle, have Andrew Thomas rock out a left tackle, and try to build a competent offense to try to win the NFC East this season. Um, I think this team will go wide receiver in one of the early rounds because they're a Galladay injury away from being right back where they were. For sure. I can see this. I can I see this, man. Your mock draft is a little different, but I like it. Uh, for for disclosure, I say this just about every year when I'm doing this. I haven't done a mock draft since I was in middle school. The last mock draft I had, it involved Percy Harvin. I know I was in middle <laughs> So let's just say that. And it's just it's not that I don't and I don't I don't, you know, knock anybody who does a mock draft for sure. To me, it's just too much to predict. It's just very unpredictable. We see people trade up and trade. At most, you're going to get like five to six picks right. Right. And last, year, and last year, when it came to the receivers, it did not go how I, I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Jalen Rager got picked before Justin Jefferson. CeeDee Lamb fall to the Cowboys. We saw Judy fall. We, we thought that Judy might have been the first receiver, but he ended up being the second. Yeah, he was the second. Ruggs was taking that Ruggs was well. I didn't know Ruggs was going to be first. So, yeah, man, this stuff just is hard to hard to predict, man. Uh, yeah, but let's move on to your mock draft and see who you have your Cowboys taking. Um, I have my Cowboys taking my favorite corner in the draft, J.C. Horn. Um, he's very, very, very athletic and really, really good with his hands. 
Um, he has he has solid ball skills. I mean, he's the son of former wide receiver Joe Horn. And the Cowboys, to say the least, we need defense. I mean, and getting another guy on the outside to pair with Patrick Sertan. Patrick oh, my God. To pair with Trayvon Diggs. We have Jordan Lewis to play slot corner. I really like J.C. Horn. I know you know that because I've, I've been raving about him a lot. And yeah. I think he'll be a Cowboy. Cowboys also lost Cheetah Bear Wuzier to the Bengals in free agency. Yeah. Um, 11, this is the pick the Giant, the Broncos got from the Giants. And I've been taking Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. Micah Parsons is an athletic freak. We all know this. Um, he kind of plays a linebacker position more like a defensive end. And that was because he was recruited to play defensive end. But Penn State just wanted to get him on the field. Um, but we all know Vic Fangio works wonders with linebackers. So I don't see this being a problem. Yeah, I like this. I like that fit. Um, now. Um, Philadelphia takes Devonta Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. They got their speed guy last year in Jalen Rager. They hope he does better this year. They need to give Jalen Hurts some type of weapons for him to succeed. And I think Devonta Smith is a great. He's not even a possession guy. He he's not he's not a speed guy, but he's not a possession guy. He's just a really good overall receiver and a really great route. Ignition, man. Um, there's something in the back of my mind just because Philly is like this that they might even consider taking Mac Jones here since they want to have a open quarterback competition. Even oh, though they're over their coach, bro. Even though their QBs are Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco at the moment. Yeah. Um, at 13, I have the Chargers taking Jalen Waddle, and you might say, why might why don't they take an offensive lineman? Because this team is honestly a Keenan Allen injury away from having their receiving core be Mike Williams and Jalen Guyton, and that's it. Um, <laughs> Waddle is, in my opinion, he is the best receiver in the draft. He can do it all. I think he's a Odell Beckham-like player. Um, he's fast. He can catch. He can make contested catches with his small frame. Um, he's a really good route runner, and that gets overlooked by how fast he is. I think Jalen Waddle will fit right in with Justin Herbert and will be one of Justin Herbert's go-to guys there. That would be an amazing fit. I don't know if it happens. I think somebody could really, really like Jalen Waddle. Somebody, you know, behind this, behind this, um, behind these yeah. charts, really like Jalen Waddle trade up. I think he's the. I know we're going to get into this in a little while, but he's my most intriguing player just because. Just because of the injury, but we've seen the upside. We he Jalen Waddle was supposed to be the number one receiver last year before he got hurt. But Devonta yeah. Smith, you know, we saw the rest is history, honestly. But yeah, he's a Heisman winner. It was really, really intriguing. I think he can end up just about anywhere because I think the demand for him might be really, really high. You could tell me he ends up with the Giants. You could tell me he ends up with Arizona. You could tell me he ends up with Detroit. I'm not going to say you're wrong. Exactly. That's how I feel. Or even a team, you know, behind them, trade up for them. Yeah. I can see it, bro. I, I can see. Jalen Waddle could go to any team besides the Chiefs or Buccaneers. <laughs> I, 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 I seriously think that. Miami could take them at six for all we know. Exactly, bro. But let's get um, Moving on. Um, I have Minnesota taking Christian Darisaw off in the tackle Virginia Tech. I know some injury concerns just came out about him. But he'll be ready to start training camp. Um, Vikings need a left tackle really, really badly. They need to protect Kirk Cousins. Um, Darisaw's the next guy up. Had them taking Darisaw. Yeah. At, at 15, this is the pick Detroit got from New England. I've been taking one of my favorite players in the class, Jalen Phillips, defensive end from Miami. Um, medical concerns since he has had three concussions and was forced to medically retire. But... If Dan Campbell, coach of the Lions, is right and they want players to bite people's kneecaps off, Jalen Phillips is their guy. Jalen Phillips is a very, very, very good edge rusher. I have him up there with, like, in the Bradley Chubb range. Like, I think this guy can win defensive rookie of the year if he goes to the right situation. Like, he is really good. He's going to fall because of injury concerns. He might fall even farther than this. But you might be taking the best defensive player in the draft. And acquiring a third, fourth, and a future second. Like, that is amazing about you, Max. Yeah, especially for the Lions, who who have, you know, a huge need for talent. Um, At 16, I have the Cardinals going Greg Newsom. I've been taking Newsom over Farley just because of the injury concerns. Um, Hope he gets well soon. He just, he just contracted COVID. 
Um, but Greg Newsom, he's the pick here. He's very technically sound. Um, he might not be the flashiest pick, but the Cardinals need corner. I understand they signed Malcolm Butler and they have Byron Murphy, but they lost they lost their guy in Pat Pete. And instead of looking for a guy to play with Pat Pete, now we're looking for a guy to replace Pat Pete. Yep. Replace Pat Pete, a lot of opposite of Byron Murphy. And here's the um here's the trade. The Broncos pick up an extra third round pick and just trade back two spots. Gotcha. Pick 17 through 24. I know you see a big trade right there at 18, but at 17, the Raiders go Tevin Jenkins. They get the best right tackle in the class. He's an absolute mauler. He's a Gruden guy. I'm pretty sure they're going to take him at 17. I'm more than sure. Um, at 18, we have a trade. New Orleans trades up all the way from 28. They are talking about trading up. Even They even want to trade up into the top 15. So, I think this is very doable for them. I mean, they trade up a lot in drafts. They traded up for Davenport. They traded a future first to get Marcus Davenport in. He's going to really need to step up for them this year. They lost Trey Hendrickson, but I have them taking Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, my favorite linebacker in the class. He can cover almost anything. He can fill the the role you want Malcolm Jenkins to play. And like that's how good he is. He's a safety. He's a linebacker. He's a slot corner. He's a do it all player. And I feel like the Saints would really like. Him. Um, at nineteen, I have the Washington Football Team going to Elijah Vera Tucker. Tackle guard hybrid. Um, they need an offensive lineman. He could play basically anywhere on the offensive line. Good fit. Um, I think Ron very, very, really likes him. At twenty, hey, hold on, real quick. I don't. I, I don't. I feel like is it. I feel like it's either going to be him or JOK for the football team. But I just, I just don't know, man. I don't know if there's going to be a run on offensive lineman like. Uh, is Darisaw and Vera Tucker going to be gone before the football team pick? And they have I mean, JOK. Um, I could see like you, like you have. I could see someone trading up for JOK. I don't. I don't know, man. I really don't. Darisaw could very well Michael Parsons. I don't know. Yeah, Darisaw could very well go to the Chargers. Then we have ABT go to the um, Vikings. But yeah, at twenty, I have the Bears going Rashad Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. He is like Allen Robinson a lot. And Allen Robinson... And this is your out of receiver off the board? Fourth receiver. Fourth receiver, I'm sorry. Jamar Chase, Waddle, and uh, Smith. And Rashad Bateman, I mean, I don't see them taking a quarterback just because it's like their job, Ryan Pace and um, Matt Nagy's jobs are on the absolute line. Um, you have to surround Andy Dalton with some type of talent. Granted, you need offensive linemen as well, but I mean, Darnell Mooney is solid, but after that, you really don't have nothing outside of Allen Robinson who doesn't even want to be there. Yeah. And Rashad Bateman, I think his testing numbers came in a little bit weird. I mean, he was listed at 6'2", but came in at six foot. But Tate doesn't lie. He's a really good route runner. He's fast. He can catch. He does it all. Yeah. Um, at 21, I have the Gi- Giants. What is going on with me? I'm tired. At 21, I have the Colts going to Z's Ojolari. Edge from Georgia. If you talk about production, that's what Ojolari brings. Outside of DeForest Buckner, the Colts really have nothing on that defensive line. And you might say, wait, they run a 4-3. Why would they get a 3-4 guy? They do it all the time. They did it with Justin Houston last year. Um, I have another trade. The Bills trade up. And this has been a trade that's been talked about for a minute. The Bills really want to trade up in front of the Jets and the Steelers to grab running back Najee Harris. Running back from Alabama, Najee Harris, he's the best running back in the draft. He's the complete package. He can catch. He can jump over guys. He has power. He has speed. He has everything that you want in a running back. And it takes their offense to another dimension, but finally getting a bell cow back. Remind me, what running backs came out last year? Um, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, he's better than all those dudes. <laughs> he and, and, and I I like Jonathan Taylor and I I like uh, J.K. Dobbins, but Najee Harris is different, bro. The only knock on him is that he's twenty three years old. Yeah, but he's gonna come in. He's gonna be he's gonna be ready, man. He he's gonna be ready. He's gonna hit the ground running as soon as he gets in. At twenty three, I have the Jets going edge. Would he pay? Um, it seems like he might go a lot earlier, but he is a really, really good front defender. He might not give you everything in the pass rush game, and maybe that's because Michigan didn't use him well, but he is a really, really good run defender. Um, 
he's kind of like a D4 type, in my opinion, that Robert Sala, well, we know he was with the 49ers, so I think he knows how to use Quiddy Pay. And at 24, I have the Steelers going Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. You've been talking about Mike- this for a while. You've been talking yeah. about this for a couple of weeks now. They lost Mike Hilton. They lost They lost Steven Nelson as well. They need a cornerback very badly. And we've seen them go to the Virginia Tech pool with selecting Terrell Evans, who was viewed as a reach at the time. They really like their Virginia Tech players. And the medical on Caleb Farley, I understand that's a very, very big concern. But the Steelers, they're in win-now mode as much as they need to be. They need to take the best player at a position of need, which is Caleb Farley. Um, if he didn't have the back concerns, he might be the first corner off the board. Yeah, I've seen mock drafts that have Caleb Farley higher than this, so yeah, he's interesting, bro. Like he could he could fall, like fall really like fall like a lot, or he could <laughs> get drafted here or even earlier. He might still be there when the Cowboys pick in the second round. <laughs> like he's definitely one of the most intriguing guys, just because of the injuries. Yeah, and then we have two trades coming up. So here's the trade details for the Saints. Um, they trade up 10 picks. That's why they're giving up a third, a six, and an extra second. Dolphins, they love their draft picks. They hoard their draft picks. They'll love this trade. They sure do. Bills and Titans. Titans get pick 161, which I believe is a fourth-round pick. Fourth or fifth-round pick. And they also pick up a third-round pick to move down eight spots. And here's picks 25 through 32. 25, the Jaguars take Trayvon Moyer. He's just prototypical safety one in the back end. He's very instinctive. Um, 26, Cleveland goes with one of the draft's biggest risers in Jamin Davis, linebacker from Kentucky. He's fast. He's He will tackle you. He can play zone coverage. And did I mention that he's fast? Because he is fast. Um, <laughs> 27, now Baltimore going to Elijah Moore, wide receiver Ole Miss. DK Metcalf and AJ Brown kind of starting this Ole Miss wide receiver thing. Um, Elijah Moore, he he's like AJ Brown in many ways. In fact, that like he's hard to take down. it back. Mike Wallace went to Ole. Miss. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, Elijah Moore. And you know, Baltimore likes their shorter receivers. Elijah Moore can play on the slot. He can play on the outside, and he can create instant separation just like that. And that's something the Ravens desperately need. I mean, who's their wide receivers right now? Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown. Um, Devin Duvernay, yeah, they need to watch. I just started with Sam Mark Andrews because he's really everything. But <laughs> oh yeah, I know he's a tight end, so that's why. But yeah. <laughs> um, at twenty eight, that's the pick Miami got from the New Orleans trade. They take Zayvon Collins, linebacker Tulsa. Zayvon Collins, he's a very intriguing player. He's six four. He's fast. He can play zone coverage. He's he's like Kyle Van Noy, who is somebody the Dolphins lost this offseason. and I know they got. Bernard McKinney through a trade with Shaq Lawson, but Bernard McKinney is kind of like a band-aid. Zayvon Collins is the actual healing that they need from that loss. Um, 29, I have the Packers going one of my favorite receivers in this draft, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida. He Can you say explosive? Because that's exactly what yeah, he is. He's absolutely explosive. And I think even with, in the Packers offense, he could play kind of like a Debo Samuel role. He could come around a lot of a lot of end arounds, a lot of jet sweeps. Um, he could be the real number two that the Packers need to get over the top. Because I know they've been messing with these guys like Marquez Valdez, Scaling, and Alan Lazard. But Kadarius Tony, they finally get a first round this year. Yep. Um, here's the pick Tennessee got from the Buffalo trade. They take Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback Florida State. Um, not much to say here. They need a they need a corner. They need defense. <laughs> they need the back end. So I've been taking Asante Samuel Jr. Um, here's might be a little surprise. I have Baltimore trading out of their pick they got from Kansas City, and I have Atlanta trading out the selecting quarterback, Mac Jones. So, Mac Jones does kind of slide here. I feel like if he doesn't get taken by the 49ers, he will slide anyway. And teams above them, only reason people saying he's going to the Patriots is because he's a white pocket master. Um, Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett was selected by the Patriots. I don't understand why he's viewed as the Belichick guy. Um, like I said, the Eagles might even shock the world and go for him, but I don't really think Washington will go for him at this point. Um, Chicago, they don't really have a choice because their jobs are on the line. 
Like, if Mac Jones doesn't work out right away, which I don't think he will, they'll be gone by, like, week five. And I have Atlanta trading up for Mac Jones because he can sit behind Matt Ryan for a couple of years. And he's kind of like a Ryan Tannehill in the sense where a lot of his weapons will do the work for him. And I feel like that's what he could be in Atlanta and he could grow with Kyle Pitts. Okay. And with the final pick, I have the Buccaneers selecting Gregory Russo as Miami. He's gotten a lot of hate through this process just because he kind of had 15 and a half sacks as a converted wide receiver, converted cornerback to the defensive line. But a lot of that was coming inside and it wasn't really technical based. And Gregory Russo, he can be a very, very good player in this league. Um, if, and then I think he'll be a great rotational guy. He can come inside with Shaq Barrett and JPP. He could just be a really good pass rusher to early one. And with the mentors of Shaq Barrett and PPP, he can grow to JPP. He can grow that, um, <laughs> he can grow that um, technically sound. He can grow to be technically sound. I like it, man. Good stuff, man. I know he and here's the last trade. Um, the Falcons, they need to trade some of their picks just because they can't even afford their draft class. So they might even throw in an extra fifth in this trade. <laughs> and we know the Ravens, they like to trade back as well. That's right. it. Looks like that's the mock draft. Um, so good stuff. Uh, we're going to hop into these sleepers in a minute. Um, I wanted to talk about um, the Chiefs um, because they, they, they've done it again, um, trading their first. Uh, we know they did it with Frank Clark, um, and now they're doing it. They did it again. They so, love to do this. Brown, they love to do this. Um, what were your takeaways from that trade? Um, I honestly didn't think the Ravens would get a first for Orlando Brown. I mean, he's good, but he's not give, let me give a first up good, but if you really look at where the first is, it's basically an early, early second. Um, it's not looking back at it. I think I thought way more of it when it first happened. But if I was the Ravens, why am I giving him to the Chiefs? <laughs> like that's my only concern. Like why am I giving him to the Chiefs? That's not. It's not very smart. That's a team you can't beat. You haven't. Lamar hasn't beat Mahomes ever. And now give Mahomes even more protection. Now let's see what he can do. Yeah, man, I like what the Chiefs have done just as far as their offensive line. Um, they got Joe Thune. Um, they got Kyle Long out of retirement. They get Orlando Brown just kind of reshaping the offensive line. I'm curious to see what they do, you know, the rest of the draft. Um, but it's going to be interesting, man. Also, other news, we had Antonio Brown re-signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are the first team in the salary cap era to have all 22 starters from the Super Bowl winning team to return. Um, that is huge. Um, they're officially in running back mode if they already weren't. Um, they're definitely in it now. And then we had the Teddy Bridgewater trade mentioned earlier. Um, he's becoming a bit of a journeyman. You can say <laughs> Started it. with the Vikings. I mean, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, but let's get into these sleepers, man. I'll start. Um, I don't know if you have one at each position like me. I do. I do. I actually did mine. Okay, best. So let's do it. Let's do it. I'll, I'll name a guy, then you name a guy. We'll do that. All right. So, all right. First, well, I don't have that many at, at quarterback. All right, for sure. I think I have three at quarterback. All right. But um, full disclosure, shout out to my guy, Sean McCleary, first of all. He's on Maryland staff now. Uh, spend some time at Springfield. Also spend some time at RPI. Um, he helps me with these sleeper lists every year. And, uh, hey man, we're sharp, bro. Uh, I've given you guys the likes of Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon, Leighton Vanderash, Michael Gallup. Um, last year, I gave you guys J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor. Bink, who'd you give us last year? Go ahead and let us know. Go ahead and let people know. <laughs> um, I gave y'all Antonio Gibson, which I kind of don't like that dude anymore because he got four touchdowns on Thanksgiving against my Cowboys. Um, I gave y'all Chase Claypool, and I also gave y'all Antoine Winfield. Who? Yeah, you know, oh, and Jeremy Chan I gave out. Um, so we we killed it last year, bro. We killed yeah. it. Let Let's hop into these sleepers for this year, though. As I've mentioned, I got three quarterbacks. Uh, my first sleeper. Is Kellen Mond out of Texas? That's everybody's sleeper. That's why I can't be on my list. 
everybody loves Kellen Mond. Yeah, man, real quick, just for the people, man, former number one dual threat recruit in 2017, you know, he he doesn't really get talked about like the other quarterbacks in the draft. Um, he was a four-year starter at a and You know, his biggest issue was pretty much, you know, consistency. Um, but I, I like him, and I'm really, really curious to see where he'll end up. When he's on, he's on. I mean, I think he needs to go to – I wouldn't even mind him going to, like, the Broncos in the second round. Like, he could sit for a year. His career, and I'm not comparing them in, as as quarterbacks, but I don't, I don't know if this is a bad comp or not, but his career reminds me of, like, Dak Prescott. Yeah, now when I see a guy, a guy who was good in the SEC, that's what I think about. So uh, who's your who's your first sleeper, man? Um, my quarterback is Felipe Franks from Arkansas. Um, people say Zach Wilson reminds them of Patrick Mahomes. If if you want me to be completely honest, Felipe Franks reminds me more of Patrick Mahomes than Zach Wilson. I mean, but Felipe Franks is obviously bigger. He can make the off platform throws. He's very mobile. I mean, I guess you could say more Josh Allen, but he reminds me more of Mahomes than. I'm not saying he will be Mahomes. He might not ever be Mahomes. He might not ever sit the field. But <laughs> if um, if a team could pick him up, sit him for a couple of years, I think he'll be a decent starter. At worst, he'll be a career backup that come in for a couple games and then just be good. Like Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then just <laughs> my next sleeper, another quarterback is Brady White out of Memphis. Uh, in three years, he put up. Almost 11,000 yards and 90 touchdowns. Uh, he will be 25 when he first, uh, as soon as he comes to the league, but doesn't really have the arm talent as far as strength, but he's very accurate. And he could end up being a byproduct of Memphis's offense, but you can't deny the numbers that he put up, man. Almost 10,690 yards to be exact and 90 touchdowns in three years. That's, that's rather impressive. So. Uh, Brady White, another one of my sleepers. Who's yeah. your last sleeper quarterback? One more quarterback? Okay. My last sleeper at QB is Zach Thomas out of Appalachian State. Uh, was the Sun Belt Offensive uh, Player of the Year in 2018. You know, all Sun Belt honoree. 32-6 and six as a starter. And, you know, his arm talent is another thing that's caused, you know, you know some concerns, but the, his awareness is is undeniable, I would say. Uh, so let's get into running backs. Bing, you can start this one since I just gave off two more sleepers. Running back, I have Demetric Fulton, running back from UCLA. He is Nikeem Hines. Like, that's literally who he is. He he can even transform if you really want him to. At the senior bowl, he was running fast. So if you really want him to, you can transform him into a receiver, but he's still also an elusive running back, which I like that dual threat ability. Yeah. Um, my first sleeper at running back is Puka Williams Jr. out of Kansas. Uh, was a highly talented recruit when he came uh, when he came out, and a uh, guy was just a beast, man. Uh, first team All Big Twelve, and um, was just great, just an all-purpose back, man. Guy had nearly uh, twenty-two hundred rushing yards in his first two seasons. Uh, one cut running back, and he has good hands for a running back, so I like him. Um, my other running back, I have to go back to the Memphis well again. Kenneth Gainwell, running back from Memphis. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, he reminds me a lot of Antonio Gibson coming out of college. Um, they can do it all out the backfield. They can catch. They can run. I really like the breeder running back from Memphis belt builds. Yeah, shout out to Tony Pollard too. That's my guy. Um, uh, my other running back is Kylan Hill out of Mississippi State. There's a lot of buzz on him. Yeah, um, that guy he's he's like a bruiser, like like he he's <laughs> he's a bruiser. I like him. Um, guy runs hard, so I, I like Kylan Hill. Uh, let's hop into um, receivers. Who you got? Right. Receiver. I talked about one already. He he might go first round. He might go early second. Kadarius Tony. He is my he. I I really like Kadarius Tony. But um, if you want me to give another guy, I like Diami Brown out of North Carolina. He's a deep threat. The main concern with him is his route tree is limited to go and post. So, um, but he's gonna be a real good deep threat for any team in the league. I mean, the Chiefs could take a stab at him in the second round. Who knows? Uh huh. All right, my two receivers. Not really gonna get too deep into it. Um, Jalen Darden, uh, North Texas. 
Texas. Um, and we got uh, Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan. <laughs> I like. I really like Dwayne Eskridge. He's kind of smaller, but he's a really good route runner. Yeah. Um, I have two other guys that I want to shout out. Um, Tamorian Terry from Florida State University. He's also a really good deep threat. And the other one is Tyler Wallace. I don't know if he's the product of the Big Twelve or if he's really this elusive after the catch. Yeah, you're not gonna shout out Tutu Atwell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they really talk about the Vonta Smith side. Tutu Atwell is five eight one forty. Yeah, that guy's small, man. Uh, let's get into tight ends. Do you you have any tight ends? Um, I have two. Um, one is a guy we both talk about a lot. He's Brevin Jordan. Um, from Miami. If you missed out on Kyle Pitts, this is a poor man's Kyle Pitts, but I don't really want to call him that because he's so person, he's good on player. Um, Brevin Jordan, he's really, really good after the catch. Like I said, if you miss out on Kyle Pitts, you want to get Brevin Jordan. Yeah, um, I got my tight end, and this is uh, Zach Wilson's buddy, Matt Bushman, out of BYU. Uh, he's a bit of an older prospect, but God, the measurables. This guy's six seven. Uh, he led the team in receiving 2017, 2018, 2019. Jesus. Can't deny it, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> can't there's deny. one more tight end I have. Okay. Um, it's Tommy Tremble out of Notre Dame. Um, he's the best blocker in the class. He blocks like a guard. Like, he is amazing. Like, you, we've seen clips of him just block people completely out of frame. Um, the one knock on him is that he can't really catch the ball well. And it reminds people a lot of George Kittle. I'm not going to say he's going to be George Kittle, but I think he could be a top. He be a top top 15 tight end in the league. I think he really can. Okay, offensive line. I got two linemen. I have I got one. Got Quinn Miners, uh, out of Wisconsin. Wisconsin Whitewater. Yeah. Uh, he he was really impressive in the senior bowl performance, and he had a really good pro day. And um, he's just a, he's a deep sleeper, man. Uh, really, really impressed people during the senior bowl, and that's pretty much uh, how he gained his buzz. Uh, so him, I like him, and uh, Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa. Uh, God, this guy's he's huge, bro. Six eight three eleven. Um, Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But uh, um my one offensive lineman, he protects Zach Wilson's blind side, Brady Christensen. He is athletic. Um I like this. He's one of the most athletic offensive linemen in this class. Um injury concerns, but he'll be a guy that's around in the third, fourth round that you might want to take a stab at. Okay. Um DBs. Um, I, got, I have a lot of them. I only have a couple. Um, I have Aaron Robinson out of UCF. UCF. Um, God just got good size for NFL corner. Six one one ninety three. Um, he originally people don't know this, but he originally enrolled at Alabama and played in thirteen games as a true freshman, and then transferred to UCF and had to sit out a year, and then ended up playing nine games. As a junior, he started 10 out of 13 games and earned second team all AAC with 54 tackles, five and a half tackle for loss, three picks, 10 pass breakups, and was second team all AAC in 2020. Um, I like this guy, Aaron Robinson, right here. Uh, there's another corner from UCF that I really like. His name is Tay Gowan. He's really technically good. What's his name? Um, Tay Gowan. Tay Gowan, okay. Um, I got another DB. I, I I don't know how to say his name. Um, is he West? How did I don't know how you say his name? Tal Talanoa? I don't know. Hugh, I don't know. Hugh Fang, Hugh Fanga? I don't know. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I've seen his name before. I've seen his name before. Uh, he's a box safety that plays with a lot of speed. I mean, a lot of not not speed, but like he has a lot of he has really good instincts. Um and yeah, guys, guys a hitter, guys a hitter, man. I like him. Um, second um, ball pack twelve. I got a couple more DBs that I kind of just want to shout out quickly. Um, Elijah Molden, he can play safety, he can play slot corner. He'll be another guy that'll go on day two. Um, and if I want to mention a box safety, um, he's a guy I had in Madden before, 
Devon Diablo from Virginia Tech. He's really, really good. He's huge. He is huge, and he plays safety. He hits really hard. He has good hands. Yeah, I like um, Another guy with good hands, Andre Sisko. <laughs> he's had, like, 13 interceptions. Like, he's a ball hawk. And if we're talking about one of the guys I want the Cowboys to drive, that's one of the guys I want them to get their hands on. Um, our Darius Washington, he, the only concern is he's 5'8", but his range is incredible. And the last guy I want to shout out is Jamar Johnson from Houston. He can do it all. He can be in the box. He can play single high. He's a really good prospect. Uh, we did kind of skip over D-line, but uh, I just wanted to name these guys real quick. Um, we got Alan Aleem or Alan McNeil from NC State. Alan McNeil. Yeah, Alan McNeil from NC State. I got Kyrus Tenga from BYU and Jalen Twyman out of Pitt. Um, and then my linebacker is Tony Fields out of West Virginia. Um, my defense alignment, I got Davion Nixon, defense tackle from Iowa. And I got pay and turn edge from Houston. I think he could really have a big impact. And my linebacker, I know you're not going to like this, is a Michigan guy, Cameron Brown. He just plays with a lot of speed. <laughs> Injury concern, but he plays with a lot of speed. He does. He is fast, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Not even gonna sit up here and cap, man. I don't. I don't got no kickers and punters, sleepers. I'm sorry, people. Uh, it's not that I forgot about kickers and punters. I just don't have no sleepers. So, um, I want to ask you. I, I mentioned my. But who is your most intriguing? And then we're going to get into who are you most enamored with, who are your favorites. So who are you most intrigued with in this draft class? It could be one, it could be another, it could be two guys. Uh, who, who are you most intrigued with? I would say the guy I'm most intrigued with is Trey Lance. Just because he's he's rarely played even at an FBS level. But I was going to say he's, he's kind of a mystery guy. Yeah, but he looks to be really good. He might have the strongest arm in the draft and also be the best runner in the draft. And we're talking about a quarterback. That is very, very important. Um, it's crazy that Mac Jones played the same amount of games as him, but he's thrown 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and everybody's going to point to, yeah, he had like 12 drop interceptions. I mean, all quarterbacks have dropped interceptions. Mahomes had like 14 dropped interceptions. They're going to happen. He's going to make mistakes. I mean, he... He's very, very intriguing. And a lot of people around the NFL says a lot of the NFL teams think he's really, really smart. He had um, he had an offer to go to Harvard. <laughs> he chose North Dakota State over Harvard. I, I, I haven't heard anything bad about Trey Lance. Yeah. I haven't. It's just the only, the only bad thing that people say is he just hasn't. We haven't seen enough of him, and he didn't play last year. So that's literally the only thing. He's a bit of a mystery guy, but. I think he'll translate. So, um, for me, I mentioned earlier Jalen Waddle. Um, the guy was originally the number one receiver, and that's kind of crazy to believe when you look at what Devonta Smith was able to do um, in his absence. You know, he like like Devonta Smith was special, but but Jalen Waddle was supposed to be sharing that workload with him, and he was early in the season. He was, and, you know, you know, he was on returns, and that's where he got hurt on the return, but. Yeah, he's special. Um, obviously, you can't teach speed. Um, I'm really, really intrigued because I think he can end up on a number of teams, uh, whether it's somebody trading up for him or whether it's somebody early. Cardinals really like him. Yeah. They only have like five picks, so he can't really trade up. So we'll see, man. I, I'm really, really impressed with Jalen Waddle. Uh, and which leads to players you are enamored with, and Jalen Waddle is one of them. Yeah, Jalen Waddle, he's my he might be my him and Jay Z Horn. They're right here for my favorite player in the class. Um, Jay Z Horn is another player I'm enamored with. Um, I hate that I'm talking about the same guys, but Trey Lance is another player I really like. You know, when I first started scouting these quarterbacks, like even early in the process, I was like, Trey Lance, he's going to be really, really good. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm not enamored with anybody. I like Jay Z Horn. And I like Jalen Waddle, and I like JOK, but JOK's really good. I'm not enamored with anybody. I don't. Yeah, I like Justin Fields as well because I like Ohio State guys. I feel like it's it's a lot of stars in this class, but there's not that many superstars. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, and I mean, I feel like people will probably wonder why I'm not enamored with Kyle Pitts. I'm just not. I, it's hard for me to fall in love with a tight end. I don't. I know yeah. he's not just any tight end, and he's viewed as like Tony Gonzalez, <laughs> like. But bro, like a freakish Tony Gonzalez. But I'm just not. I don't know what it is, man. I'm like not, Michael Parsons is also really good. I like, like Michael Parsons too. It's a lot of guys that you would like. But uh, yeah, I'm not enamored with him. Like, we didn't even we didn't even mention Sertain. Like Sertain, he's really good. I like him too. I, but I just feel like he has a low field. It's, it's a lot of guys I like, but I don't got nobody I love. Like last year, I loved me some Chase Young. I still love me some Chase Young, but I don't, it's just a bunch of guys I like. It's just a bunch of guys I like, man. And that's crazy. But we'll see, man. You got any final thoughts before we get up out of here? We didn't do most likely to be a bus. I don't. All right, you go ahead. I don't know if I have anybody. Um, I have a couple guys that they fall into the wrong situation. Micah Parsons is one of them. Like, if he falls into the wrong situation, which could even be Dallas, he could be a he could be a bust. I definitely think he could be a bust if he falls into the wrong situation. Um, another guy is JOK, just because some team might not know how to use him, kind of like the Cardinals did with Isaiah Simmons this season, and then he just turns out to be a bust. I think if Christian Barmore gets elected in the first round, he might be able to be a bust. Um, and the last guy, it's hard for you to bust in the um, 49ers system, but if he doesn't go to the 49ers, Mac Jones can be a bust. Because he might end up in the Eagles by the end of the draft night. Who knows where he goes? Uh, all right, I got one. I hate to say it. I talked about it earlier, but I think Zach Wilson could potentially be a bust if the Jets are impatient with him. And like I said, um, professional sports is what have you done for me lately. Um, I don't think he's going to produce – I just, it's hard for me to see Zach Wilson come in and he transforms the Jets. Because it's even like. That cannot, it, it won't happen. Because even if Mahomes came straight out of college, right onto the Jets roster, can't forget Mahomes sat a year <laughs> with one of the best offensive minds. You're going into the Jets with no stability, a defensive minded head coach who is a player's coach, not even ex no guy. Um, going in there with an unproven offensive coordinator and. Well, I know he's Matt LaFleur's brother, but he's still unproven. So it's like, it's just a lot of unknowns there. You don't have that number one wide receiver. I mean, Corey Davis, he was good last year. Line isn't great. That was pretty much the only year he was good. And he doesn't even have a defense to fall back on or even a running game. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Ty Johnson, but <laughs> he's not much there. And you're in a really good division. The Bills won it last year. The Patriots um, appear to be very, they're going to be good, at least on paper. I think they'll be good. Um, and the Dolphins will be decent. Had wins last season, so <laughs> good luck, man. Good luck. Uh, those are six losses. <laughs> real, those, those are six losses. Out of and they might be able to sneak one against the Dolphins. Anything's possible. <laughs> I'll say that. I will say that. But that's all I got. I think. Is that it? Did we hit everything? Did we hit on everything? Yeah, I think so. Feel like we did. But all right. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. Uh, Bink, I really, really appreciate you coming on and doing this again. Uh, we'll be back next year for part three. I don't have any problem doing it. But Bink will be back on uh, once the schedule drops. And we'll talk a little more NFL, man. Uh, I wish NFL would hurry up, bro. <laughs> I'm at a point where I'm a little disgusted with the NBA right now. But I think when the playoffs roll around, I'll be just fine. But yeah, man, NFL draft is here. Um, I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you laugh real quick. What? The Kings are down 100 to 63 right now. <laughs> hey, um, making money with Mike has not been as uh, successful in a couple of weeks. Um, I did not play the Kings. Um, Bing told me not to, so uh, yeah, uh, that's another story for another day. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you guys for the continued love and support for the YouTube people, man. Please like, comment, subscribe. Um, send me some feedback, good and bad. Did you like Bing's mock draft? Uh, you like me, you know, you know, let me know, man. Let me know something, man. But appreciate you guys. 
uh, to my audience for, for the continued love and support. I'm Mike Curry. I'm signing out. Episode number 165 is done. I love you guys. Peace out. Peace.